A breast cancer diagnosis can be shocking, distressing, and incredibly isolating. Find warmth and hope through One to One with Firefly Sisterhood, a podcast that connects women diagnosed with breast cancer to inspirational survivors, experts in the breast cancer field, and relevant self-care, wellness, and breast cancer-related information. If you have breast cancer, you are no longer alone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to One to One with Firefly Sisterhood. I'm Amy Tix, a breast cancer survivor, Firefly Sisterhood staff member, and the host of today's podcast. If you're new to our one-to-one podcast, Firefly Sisterhood is a group of patients, survivors, and supporters. We believe that no one should go through breast cancer alone. Learn more at www.fireflysisterhood.org. Today, we're continuing our Firefly blog exploration of women's choices for tattoos following breast reconstruction. Some women choose not to tattoo, while others choose a natural areola tattoo or a picture tattoo. I'm excited to be here at Mecca Tattoo with Trent Wychowski, a professional tattoo artist. Trent, how did you start specializing in breast reconstruction tattooing? Uh, It was about five years ago. I had been tattooing for about 10 years at the time. And I was working for Vinnie Myers or Vincent Myers out of Baltimore, Maryland at one of our street shops there. Vinnie was kind of falling into the breast cancer tattooing. He made some really nice contacts with Johns Hopkins. And there was one woman in particular, Lily Shockney. Lily saw what Vinnie was doing and she was very interested and asked him how busy he wanted to be. And he basically said, well, we enjoy doing this. We want to help. So open the floodgates and had more than he could manage. So then he brought myself on and then he also brought on Paul Bissett. Did you go through special training from him? Most of my training has just been, it's your standard tattoo shop training. Um, the major things that we went over uh, when shadowing Vinny or when we were all kind of figuring it out or what his theories were, what some of the doctor's theories were on placement, position, size, coloration, scar tissue, uh, working over reconstruction, and some of the inherent variables. I learned a bunch from Vinny and then developed a bunch of my own and we all have our own thoughts on it now. We all kind of communicate and share those to try and keep everybody on top of it. So is there a group of tattoo artists, then yourself included, that do special 3D nipple tattoos and picture tattoos following breast construction then? Well, the group that I belong to is, uh, we're known as the Vinnie Myers team. Uh, I worked there with them for about four years, and then when I moved, I still travel with the team. So at the end of next week, I'll be flying out to Boston again. So I'm usually there about six weeks a year. We just tattoo women all week uh, in a clinical setting. Tell me, what motivated you to specialize in breast reconstruction tattoos? Is there a personal connection? Uh, Initially, there wasn't a personal connection. I just wanted to pursue the next step in our field and, like, use what we do for something a little bit more useful, I guess, than just making pictures on skin. And then last year, my mom was diagnosed. A month after my mom was diagnosed, Paul's wife was diagnosed. So all of a sudden, we've been doing this for four years, and uh, now it's like at our home, you know? It's personal now. Yeah. What are some important things for women to consider when they're deciding to get a tattoo or not? 
And then also when choosing 3D areola tattoo versus a picture tattoo. So the, the first thing is uh, the 3D tattooing that I do, it doesn't create an actual 3D, it creates the illusion of 3D. So I'm using light and shadow and tattooing like you would paint, and uh, it creates a fairly 3D representation of a nipple. So whoever's having this done doesn't have to go through the final right, stages. Right, if, if they don't want to do nipple reconstruction or if, if their doctor thinks they aren't suited for it. Because sometimes um, the skin can be really destroyed. Uh, radiation really takes a lot out of people's uh, you know, elasticity of their skin. It also impedes healing. Sometimes if people have uh, very tight skin or thinness, if it's really thin skin after reconstruction, the docs might say that it's not a good idea. Getting tattooed is a great option for that as well, and you don't have to go through and heal yet another surgery, even if it's outpatient. So to eliminate a step would be, right. would be nice. So, so it's a lot easier uh, in that sense. I have a lot more control if there's no nipple reconstruction there because the doctors have created scar tissue, almost like a belly button, with the nipple reconstruction. So now I'm tattooing and working against that to get pigment in the skin. It's still tattooable if you have nipple reconstruction. It just means that you might have a little more fallout or need a second session. It doesn't mean that it's going to fade a lot. It just means that the tissue might not retain the pigment because of the, uh, the scar tissue element. How does that work if you decide to do a picture tattoo? You would plan for it based on the incision pattern. I would have to assess if your skin was strong enough for certain types of tattooing. If it's not, you know, we can go a different route and go like a softer style. Oftentimes, darker pigments will stay in scar tissue a little bit better. If I were coming in to get a tattoo, what would the process look like? When you arrive, you would fill out some paperwork for me. Then I would, I would bring you back to the room, give you some privacy while you get changed. Basically, everything from the top off, I have a sheet for you that you can cover up with. And while we're doing the tattooing, it's going to cover your pants or your clothing. Tattoo pigment stains pretty well. We'd start talking about questions you might have, any questions I might have regarding your surgical process. Things like, have you had a lot of infections? Then we'll take a look at uh, their breast reconstruction and see what elements we are working with or against to try and find the right placement. Things that would determine placement could be incision pattern, it could be scar tissue, it could possibly be thinness of skin in one point or another, could possibly be a, a locator for an implant that might be close by or in the way that we, we want to avoid. During that period of time, you know, I'm using some prosthetic nipples. We're kind of doing placement. I'm talking to you about what's available to you. We're trying to find the best result for that individual. So we're kind of moving around, talking about it. Doesn't have anything to do with size. We're just kind of trying to find the center. After that, I'll kind of trace the, the prosthetics and we start talking about size and then color. Is it helpful if somebody comes in with some ideas of what they want or just by dialoguing you figure it out together? It, either way it works totally fine. Some people like to bring in uh, pre-surgical photos. That can be helpful but there is a limit to how light we can tattoo someone. So then the tattoo process once you figured out placement, uh, color. So color we do little swatches right on your skin um, kind of like cosmetics. So you can see if the tone's going to react weird with your skin or if it's something you're happy with. When you look for color, I don't think we're looking for one particular tone for every individual. There's kind of a range, five or six variants. Um, all would look 
correct with each individual's skin tone. We take a little bit of the pigment that we mix up and I do a little smear or a swatch on your skin and we take a look at it. Make sure it doesn't react weird with your skin tone or anything like that. Make sure that it's something that you're comfortable with. It is a close approximation of what the tone will look like because when we view a tattoo we're looking through like a layer, like a transparent layer of your skin okay. at the pigment. So depending on your skin tone or melanin content or anything like that, it will affect the way that you view the color or tone under the skin, which is why with darker skinned people, things like yellows and whites and stuff don't work. The pigment's that color under their skin, but we're looking through a kind of a viewing window of, of their own skin tone. So you've chosen a color, you tried it out, and then the tattoo? So then we would do the tattoo. So when you get tattooed, we're basically making a bunch of columns in your skin. We're filling them with pigment. And then over time, they are surrounded by collagen and kind of encapsulated. So throughout the first three to six months, maybe even a year of your tattoo, your lymphatic system's kind of working on this foreign object in your body until it reaches like a stasis or a, um, a happy place with it. And then it'll stop, basically stop fading unless you have outside influences like UV or stuff like that. I just want to make sure I have what you said correct. So you do tattoo directly over the scar, not necessarily around it, but you're actually tattooing directly on top of the scar in most right. cases? So or I, is there cases where you don't touch the scar? Like, um, so the cases where we would not touch the scar would be it's just not in the place where the areola is going to go or where um, the design's going to okay. go. So sometimes, uh, like once in a while, I'll have a woman come in and we do our placement exercise, and they're basically where they should go. And they'll say to me, well, I thought it was gonna cover some of the scar. And it's like, well, we don't wanna sacrifice the position of these looking natural just for the sake of scar coverage, especially because in the first 10 years of having a scar of that magnitude, it's going to change so much that you might end up with not seeing it at all. So the tattoo will be there in 10 years. The scars might not be as visible, so we don't want to we don't want to like goof around and just try and cover the scar. That's not I don't feel like that is our main purpose. And how long does a tattoo take? It depends on the case because some people have uh, very delicate skin, whereas someone with like maybe a deep flap reconstruction, we don't have as many concerns or worries. You know, they've got maybe better blood flow, thicker tissue. They're probably not going to feel anything. Uh, because of the type of procedure that they had. But rough estimation would be 15 or 20 minutes aside. Pretty quick. Pretty quick. Okay. Yeah, pretty quick. A lot of the process is figuring out all of the outside variables, nailing those down, and then tattooing. Usually I have people book about an hour and a half. Two hours is a safe bet if uh, if we get to talking things. So. And then for picture tattoos, I suppose that just depends on the size of the picture. Or right. Picture tattoos would be a completely different uh, ballpark. We'd have to figure out what you're able to have done as far as uh, what your skin will withstand, what kind of designs you're interested in, and then, you know, I kind of sit down with you and we kind of figure it out together so that we can arrive at something that you're happy with that your skin can also take. Is there ever a time where you don't get it all finished and you have to come in for a second appointment? Um, you probably would with a picture tattoo. Sometimes people will have a spot that didn't heal well. Um, sometimes they might have a spot that's just a little bit lighter. Okay. You know, Sometimes they'll have uh, a uniform lightening of the whole thing, which is pretty rare. 
It can be something physiological that is out of my control. A touch-up is not going to hurt. I think, though, that there is a an amount of lightning or modeling that does happen because of lack of blood flow and stuff like that that makes it look even more natural, but I think there's a limit to it. If people are unsure, they can always, you know, they can show me and I can say, yeah, let's do another one, or if you're happy with that, I think it looks pretty good. And you've seen enough to know, like, yeah, that looks good, or, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, I've tattooed probably over 1,300 women and a few men. That was one of my questions. Great. You've talked about the tattoo process. What does recovery look like then? Okay. It's pretty simple. It's, um, it's a lot like a regular tattoo with a little bit more care, just a tiny bit more care. And some of the stuff that you're doing is similar to incision care uh, post-surgery. Okay. So you're washing them once a day trying to keep them from getting really, really wet. You're gonna be applying some type of uh, emollient or ointment, you know, three times a day for the first uh, four days. Uh, at night, what's different is I'm gonna have you bandage them. So I'm gonna have you put some, uh, some like telephone pads or some nonstick bandages over okay. the tattoos, and you're gonna sleep in a bra holding them in place. Okay. And that way that you, you run less of a risk of sticking to any clothing or anything while you're healing. And regular skin can take that sort of stuff. It's not ideal, but maybe reconstructed skin, if it is very thin or it is radiated or, you know, you're kind of opening up a, a can of worms, so to speak. So we're trying, we try to be as careful as we can about the early part of healing. Okay. And anyone I tattoo has my personal phone number. So if they, have, they need me, they have access to me 24 hours a day. Sure. For questions. Exactly. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. And cell phones are amazing these days. If, if someone needs to send me a picture, I can help them, you know, 1,200 miles away. Is there anything else that you keep in mind when you're performing the tattoo or as you're talking to people about uh, what they want? I'm, I'm really listening for certain things that they might say to help me along the process. So if they say things like, my doctor said I couldn't get nipple reconstruction. Well, then I'm like, well, why? You know, what, what are the reasons? We've only turned away a few people for skin that was too thin. It does happen, but it's pretty rare. Vinny and the team have both come up with some newer ways that we can still tattoo people with thin skin where it's still safe. Um, there's a bunch of like thickness checks and ways that we can set up the machines so that we can still get people tattooed. And what are some questions that someone should ask their tattoo artist prior to selecting them that you think? Um, would, get, would ensure a high quality result? I would say the number one thing would be, do they have experience tattooing on a reconstruction? Okay. Uh, the second one would be, do you have pictures? Proof of, of like what you're doing, you know, just to make sure. Because it's, it's not like going to a tattoo shop and you, you, know, you somehow picked a bad one and you get a bad tattoo. That sucks, but it's still pretty safe, you know, relatively safe in today's day and age anyway. Tattooing on radiated thin implant type reconstruction can be, I mean, you could have an extrusion if somebody didn't know what they were doing, you know what I mean? Or if they couldn't tell, like, they weren't supposed to tattoo, you know? So Paul, my travel partner, Paul Bissett, um, he always says, you know, we used to do really complicated tattoos on really healthy skin. Now we do somewhat easier tattoos on really, really difficult skin. Ultimately, you should know if they have experience doing it and healed pictures, and don't go to anybody that doesn't have time for you. You know, there's too many people out there now that you don't have to go to somebody that's 
short with you or a jerk or, you know what I mean? It's not necessary. What is a good length of time, so somebody went through breast reconstruction after that, that they should get a tattoo? Like, is there an optimal time frame, you know, six months after reconstruction or, you know, once the scars have healed a certain amount of time? So our, our minimum would be five months, and I really would prefer more like six months. If it was a perfect situation yes. and people could wait and do all that stuff, I'd want more than a year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, if, and, and that's, I would say five, six months for more for the, like the nipple areola tattooing. If you want like large picture work and stuff, mm-hmm. I would say you should wait at least a year. There's a re- your reconstruction still settling. A lot of the scar tissue is still trying to heal itself. There's things you can do through massage or, you know, uh, rolling the scar tissue to try and break it up and make it smoother. It'll really help it go go away or at least like fade it quite a bit over that period of time. And then we have more options. And then we don't have, uh, we don't have places where we're working against scar tissue. In that first year, there can be a lot of changes to the skin and the, the reconstruction. So just to be safe and to be, uh, you know, cautious, which is the best thing to do, especially, you know, after everything everyone has been through, it just makes sense. So you talked about rolling the scar tissue, like, Mm -hmm. is that just something you've learned yourself from personal experience? Like, you suggest this to, to like, how did you find out that? So we had a a woman come in in Maryland, and uh, she did a year-long, like, study, photographic study on herself, where she took lavender oil, and I don't know if it's necessarily lavender oil that did it. It probably helped. But any kind of vehicle, like a lotion or, you know, an essential oil or something that's kind of like helping uh, lubricate the skin. And they'd pinch the scar and kind of, she'd kind of roll it in her fingers. And over time, I mean, scars are like really tightly bundled, fibrous, you know, things. And through the process of rolling it, it kind of, you know, helps relax the skin and loosen it up and agitate it enough that... Your body's working on it and working on it. And over that period of time, it was unbelievable to see how much things had changed and how much healthier the skin was. And so did that make for a better experience for her then? For her it tattoo? probably made her much happier with her reconstruction. Because the number one thing that I hear from, from everyone is that uh, they don't like the scars. You know, yeah. So anything that takes away from that or helps lighten them, um, I imagine that's like the number one thing. It gives us more options too with placement and just skin health. Is there any other health screening that somebody would need to come in here and have a tattoo done? I have no problem with people just making appointments to come in and chat. I've had a few of those where they're just either unsure about the process. I just turned 40, so I know my parents' generation and then, you know, the generation before them, they all grew up with tattoos being really seedy people. So people want to come in and talk about it and kind of get comfortable with the process and learn a little bit about it, meet me, and I have no problem doing that. And I think that's, I think if you're really unsure, it's a really, it's a really good way to go. Like, you don't have to, like, book an appointment, go the next day, have it done, and, like, wake up the next day and be like, well, you know, what what a whirlwind. Like, you can, you can take your time and figure it out. And, you know, it's not its not like cancer where I know people want to get it out right away. Exactly. But, you know, you have time. I have the benefit and luck of being at the other end of the whole experience, you know. I'm the one, you know, yeah. putting you out the door and saying, hey, you know, go have a great life. Like, right. you're done. You did it, you know. 
That doesn't sort of feel good, huh? Like, it does. I, I feel guilty because I know the doctors are the ones that are really doing the... They're the ones that are really doing the work. They are, but you know, that final being done <laughs> and having something that looks good and natural is just... True. Very you know, true. Very satisfying. Yeah. Do you ever work with insurance companies to cover costs for tattoos? So the insurance company thing is, is interesting. More companies than ever now are covering some portion of it for us. Mm-hmm. I can't file for you, so what we do is you can utilize my tax ID number. like, And then I have a list of the codes that you would need, so then you could then file yourself. Having a note or some type of recommendation from your doctor also helps. What is the most common tattoo requested following breast surgery? Decorative tattooing? Yeah. We do a lot of like uh, flowers. Flowers work great, but anything that's kind of natural or nature-based. Mm. Leaves, flowers, maybe like little swirly designs and flourishing and stuff that you would see. As long as the skin can take it and it has enough room in the concept for us to bend it at our will, because that's what you need to do to, to cover scars or to manipulate where a tattoo is going to go or meander on the body for you to make adjustments. The whole process on either side, whether it's nipple and areola tattooing or um, decorative tattooing post-reconstruction, I think all of it is trying to foresee as much as possible in the process so that you're not trying to figure it out on the back end. And I think a lot of that goes back to the experience. Like, if people haven't done this stuff before, they could be amazing tattooers, but they might not have touched radiated skin before. You know, they might not know what thin skin is. They might, you know, there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of them. You know, I didn't know any of that stuff when I started. It just happened over a, a lot of exposure and a lot of time and figuring it out, you know. I always ask all my uh, interviewees, is there anything I didn't ask that uh, you thought might be important about uh, tattooing following breast reconstruction? I'd say the number one thing would be whoever you're looking to work with you, mm-hmm. just you know, double and triple check that they are comfortable with what they're doing and that they are knowledgeable and that they have pictures of the stuff that they're, that they're passing off as their work you know, and that it's all legit. Tattooing is a regulated business now, but not to the level that people would believe it to be. So going with a, a recommendation that might be on a website here or there, you still have to do your own work and make sure that you're getting what they're saying you're getting. So by regulated, do you mean you are licensed then? Do you in Minnesota, yes. Minnesota, okay. Yeah, and not every state has licensure. It, it's different all over the country. Certain states only have reciprocity with other states. Before we finish up, can you show me like what it sounds like to have a tattoo? So a tattoo machine is basically like an old doorbell. So it just oscillates. Instead of ringing a doorbell, yep. it's moving a needle bar and pins. Thank you for joining us on One to One with Firefly Sisterhood. Firefly Sisterhood does not recommend or endorse physicians, other healthcare providers, healthcare facilities, medical treatments, and any other content experts and providers that are guests on our podcast. Any health-related content in today's show should not be substituted for your doctor's advice. We would like to thank everyone who is helping us in carrying out our mission, our guests today, our sponsors, our individual donors who financially support the Firefly program, and our volunteer Firefly guides. 
women surviving breast cancer who support those recently diagnosed with this disease. For more information about Firefly or to follow us on your favorite social media platforms, go to www.fireflysisterhood.org. While you're there, consider supporting our one-to-one -one program with a donation or leave us a message with feedback by emailing info, I-N-F-O, at fireflysisterhood.org. Music for today's show is by Otros. One-to-one -one with Firefly Sisterhood is produced by Amy Tix.